Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Believe in Hornets podcast on the Believe Podcast Network, presented by Bet Online. I hope everyone is doing well out there, uh, holding tight, <laughs> coping with uh, how the playoffs and the Hornets season ended. Um, hope everyone's doing okay. Hope everyone's doing okay. It's weird. It's unfortunate. But, uh, hey, it's, uh, it's one of those things. You know, you live and you learn. Still not quite over the season being over yet. Hey, Severe Troy. Um, yeah, so if you're listening to this, I'm live streaming on my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Sam Dracula. If you want to get involved with the next podcast, you can either get involved in the live chat or call into the show using the, the Discord link in the description. And hopping into the voice channel. But yeah, today we're here to talk about James Borrego. Uh, it's official. He is returning. I don't think it comes as a surprise. Um, last week was where like the season ending, um, I don't know, interviews and media sessions, whatever you want to call it, media availability. Um, and everyone talked about Borrego and the team and like the present tense, you know, and it was just one of those things like, I think everyone fully expected him to return. The issue, the interesting thing is, uh, well, actually, no, we're getting into all that. We're going to get into all the interesting things about it in a second. Uh, but first, I just want to show some love to uh, to Bet Online for sponsoring this podcast. Uh, it's an interesting time in that world right now with NBA playoffs going on. So I want to show them some love. Um, so salute to them. I see, hey, uh, Eric, I see you in the chat. Hope all is well. Hope all is well. Uh, bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Bet online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website betonline.ag or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sports book experts. Hey, so for folks just joining us, what do you think about James Borrego coming back? There's a lot of like, I wrote down a few things, some notes, some thoughts about it. But if you have any thoughts, feel free to share them in the chat. Feel free to call in uh, whatever you want to do. But just off the top, obviously, I said it before uh, to start the podcast. I'm not surprised. You know, uh, Borrego and Cupcheck seem to be on the same page as far as we need to figure out how to get better, how to make this roster better. And it seems to be a collaborative thing. It's not Mitch. It's not just Mitch. It's not just Borrego. They talked as if, yo, we're going to have to talk together and figure this out. And so to get the news today from Shasta to Shams for uh, for tweeting it, um, I'm going to read the tweet. I'm just going to read it straight from uh, from the source here. The Charlotte Hornets are planning to pick up the team option on head coach James Borrego's contract for the 21-2022 season. Sources tell The Athletic and Stadium. He then like, quote his tweet and saying the Hornets were vying for home court advantage this season prior to extended absences for Hayward and LaMelo Ball and have upgraded player development under Borrego. Charlotte made play in tournament this month and has a young core progressing under staff into next season. Shams in one tweet really summed it up nicely, highlighting the fact that the the Hornets were without Hayward, who uh, Kupchak says is the best player on the team. I find that very interesting Um, and kind of true in a way. Um, Highlighting that Hayward and LaMelo were out for an extended period of time. And that he also acknowledges that the team has gotten better with Borrego in charge. So 
I see uh, see abstract in the chat. I'm just glad JB is staying, but his rotation choices are questionable sometimes, but overall it's great. And yeah, I think that comes right with like if the roster is more like seasoned, I guess, with <laughs> with some new arrivals, just to put it nicely, I think uh, the rotation will be better because the bench was really, really tough. Like a lot of guys stepped up over the course of the season, guys who were undrafted or second round picks or late lottery picks, like or late first round picks, like they're the and guys with very little NBA experience. So hopefully over the offseason, they can fortify the roster a little bit, which will then help the rotation because JB was asked to do a lot with not a lot, you know, like no shots at any of the players. But I'm just talking about he didn't. There was no like tanking situation where we had a bunch of high lottery picks, so to speak, or high price free agents to, to choose from. Brego's done a lot with not a lot of like pedigree, a lot of good players, a, guy, a lot of guys who have gotten better under him, which is why I'm excited he's sticking around because it allows um, the franchise some some continuity, you know. Um, and to that to that end, Kupchak talked about LaMelo's development and how important it is to have some stability for him. A young player like himself with all that talent, it'll benefit his development, LaMelo, by um, having the same coach for an extended period of time, which LaMelo hasn't had in a while, you know, and that stability will be good for him. So LaMelo doesn't have to learn a whole new system theoretically with a hypothetical new coach, but all that's out the window. If he doesn't deliver the season, right? It wasn't an extension. He just picked up his option. He's a, he's a lame duck coach in that respect. So he's in, it's 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 time, right? Like it's 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 time. It's that thing about sports. Now you got to you got to answer the call, or get fall or fall behind. Yeah, um, Will in the chat. Rashawn Holmes. Rashawn Holmes. Rashawn Holmes. Rashawn Holmes. Please, Mitch Kupchak. I am with you. I don't know how much he'll he'll cost. I think he'll he'll go for a lot. I think he's probably the best. No offense to Zeller and Biz. He's probably the best unrestricted free agent out uh, unrestricted center free agent out there, and. That dude will be a monster, an absolute monster in the Eastern Conference and for the Hornets if he chose to come here. I would love it. I would really love it. And then also give um, Nick Richards and Vernon Carey an opportunity to kind of sit back a little bit and continue to develop. Like we want to rush the youngsters into the starting five. You know, you can pick and choose where to bring on with that veteran um, that you can rely on to play extended minutes against um, affordable opponents, as they say. But I'm, I'm, very, I'm really happy. I'm really happy with the Borrego news today. Hey, it's, um, it, it, and I know there were some, like, people who weren't happy with how LaMelo was brought on and things like that. I, I want to give Borrego the benefit of the doubt with that because – Unlike last year. So, like, this is how mad and mental last season was. I swear that the draft was in November, right? And the season started in December. So, to get this team... And then, you know, free agency started right after that. <laughs> and then the season... So, you went... They had the draft in November, immediately into free agency. And then... uh the season started in December, so very little time to get the the roster ready, and um, and 
prepared to take on an NBA season. Yeah, my, yeah, it was November 18th. Okay. And then, yeah, the, the season started not not that long after that. It's actually crazy. So this is we'll, – we'll get an idea of what this team is really, really capable of, like the team, the squad is capable of this upcoming year, hopefully with, you know, injuries. Notwithstanding, the biggest wild card in the room, can't ignore it, but hopefully everything will be all right on that front. But with a full summer, uh, a full summer league for guys like Richards and um, – and then Vernon Carey, I think, will do them wonders. I doubt we see LaMelo in the summer league. He played a lot of basketball this year. Um, and, you know, he, could, he, he's, he deserves he deserves a summer off from that. I hope he's still continuing to work, work, continuing to build on his body and things like that. Get that wrist right. Get that wrist right. Um, which he talked about, actually. In the, I'm all over the place right now. But LaMelo, to his credit, acknowledged that, you know, the wrist wasn't all the way 100%. Towards the end of the season, it was good enough to come back. You know, he did pretty well to close out the year, but it definitely wasn't where it should have been. And he knows that. And uh, that's a positive, to say the least. And we'll get to LaMelo in a second, because I want to talk about um, NBA awards at the end of this podcast, at the end of this live stream. Um, um, Martian says, I should resign Monk and Graham. I, the, the cap is going to disappear quickly. I think Kupchak said there's around... 20 25 million something like that in the uh projected cap space something in that territory and that's going to be gone quickly because you have a first round draft pick to fig- to like to figure out and then restricted free agency to figure out what qualified offers and things like that i don't know how much would be left over to improve the team just through regular unrestricted free agency you know zeller and biz are off the books i would love to see Devonte and malik back in some form or fashion if not, then work out a signing trade. I just don't want them to lose him for nothing. That's my main thing. I would love him back. I love Devontae. I love Malik. I would just be really upset if, they, if this franchise somehow loses those guys for nothing. 29 mil? Yeah. So, like, it's going to be, it's going to go quickly. It's going to go quickly. And then next summer, we're looking at having, being in the same position with Bridges. And then after that, PJ. And then uh, Hayward will be off the books at that point. So, there'll be some flexibility when LaMelo is, is, uh, is eligible. Yeah, so yeah, Miles Turner for Terry. So Terry's at the end of his deal at, at the end of his deal too. This after this year, there's a lot of a lot of things to consider. I would look hard at that. I'd be really, really, really sad to see Terry go as well. <laughs> really sad to see Terry Roger go. He's been the man. He's been the man. Um, yeah, and who knows? We may get lucky in the lottery, jump up in the top five, like Daniel says there. <laughs> One can hope. That'd be a, that'd be a madness. One could hope, but. Like I was saying before, Brego has something to prove. He knows that. We know that. The players know that. Everyone, nobody enjoyed the way the these season ended. Nobody. And I know they're determined to make sure it doesn't happen again. Not like that. Definitely not like that. So moving on to, uh, I just want to give some love and acknowledgement to Jordan Clarkson for winning sixth man of the year. Uh, they had The Jazz had two finalists, Joe Ingles and Clarkson. And uh, amazing presentation, by the way, with the Inside the NBA guys um, interviewing both of them. It, it reminded me of the Clippers one last year. It was a uh, was a Harold and Lou Williams were the finalists last year. And then I think did Harold present to to Lou Will? Is that how it worked? But when you get two teammates up for the same award and one presents it to the other, that's always going to be good. And then the way Ingles delivered that was fantastic. But I say that. 
you know, acknowledge acknowledge the boys. Good job. But Bridges got one second place vote in the six man category. Not great. Not to his. Not, nope. He did nothing wrong. Nothing wrong with Bridges. It just speaks to how more people need to pay attention to what the Hornets are up to on a regular basis. On a regular basis. Yeah, uh, Soul Pancake. I think this might be this might this might be a make it or break it year for Brego. It definitely is, and I'm curious. Like, it's a, it's an interesting thing because his contract's up after this year, right? So you don't you don't go in the off season with no extension. If things are going well, do you make the extension then? Do you do it? Do you wait? Like that, that like game of cat and mouse, because straight up, I think there's a, a few teams out there, maybe more than a few would be happy with Brego as a head coach. If the Hornets aren't careful, they could lose him. Like we're worried about losing Malik and Devonte for nothing. If that's the case, but salute to bridges again, I talked about him a lot about him a lot. The last few podcasts, last few live streams and videos, bridges has been the man. I'm glad he got some acknowledgement in the six man race because he was, he was vital as the sixth man early on in the season. And then when there were injuries, we, we saw him step up as a starter in a very big way. So salute to him. But yeah, I'm really curious about rookie of the year, rookie of the year and how just how this whole works. I've been Googling. So the sixth man announcement completely caught me off, caught me off guard. I had no idea it was going to be announced yesterday. No idea. And so I, ever, ever since I was frantically Googling, when is the rookie of the year announcement going to be made. I was looking at <laughs> betting websites. I was looking at uh, just like looking at Twitter accounts, just trying to find some idea. And the best I can figure out is that it's going to announce it during one of the uh, inside the NBA, like tip off shows. Yeah, I agree. Bridges should be starting for us next year. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, but so I assume we're just going to be wa- watching the TNT coverage and all of a sudden LaMelo or Anthony Edwards is going to be holding a, holding a trophy up, holding a trophy up some some form or fashion. And so with that being said, I'd like to talk about it now before it inevitably gets announced. Yeah, Kwame Brown's crushing right now. He's on a madness. <laughs> Most improved player has to be Kwame Brown. I like the comment, Patrick. I like it. I like it. Uh, wait, uh, we have a trade here from Get Wrecked. Uh, what, what if we trade Graham and Monk? For Bogdanovich and maybe a pick. That's a lot. That's a lot. Hey, Amish, welcome. Um, it's a lot. That's a lot for, for Boggy. But the mellow ball. If he doesn't win rookie of the year, I think that is a robbery. An absolute robbery. I've seen some some early ballot returns, right? Just online. I've no inside information here. None. Lamelo seems to be getting a lot of first place votes. The majority of the first place votes. I think pre All Star break, he was going to be definitively the rookie of the year. You know, before the injury. At that point, he was starting, lighting the world on fire. Hornets were a, a, a top league pass team. A lot to be said about that. Uh, Hornets were a fourth seed at that stage. Things were looking good and promising for young young Lamelo Ball, and then he got hurt. And then Anthony Edwards, Anthony Edwards got, got really good, <laughs> got really, really good. But I, I, I swear it. So if Edwards wins it, salute to him, honestly, like I'm, I'm, I'm not going to lose a wink of sleep over it, but 
it was just it just it'd just be one more L, like one final L for the Hornets to catch if Edwards doesn't sorry, if LaMelo doesn't win rookie of the year. Because honestly, I think if you run back the draft, if you if you take what we know now and go back in time to November eighteenth, I swear LaMelo goes one. I swear LaMelo goes number one overall if you redo the draft, knowing what we know. So it's May 25th, 547 p.m. If you go back to November 18th, I swear LaMelo goes one overall, knowing what we know. He's been the best rookie, period. Like the stats, stats are great. Edwards is a monster. He's a very good player. I love his game. I love Edwards. I do. But his numbers are just are empty. They're empty by comparison to LaMelo's. Because there's no context to it. The, the Timberwolves had no aspirations of anything this year. They fired their coach this year. They got sold this year. Shots to A-Rod. <laughs> it's, a, it's a very different situation than what LaMelo's been playing in. And Halliburton, not that dissimilar to what the Timberwolves, as far as wins go. You know, didn't, wins didn't really work out for us either. Can't be honest. Can't, can't deny that. But it's... Man, if Lamelo doesn't win this, it's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be interesting. It, it's it's gonna be really, really interesting. And, and you know, speaking of winning, I want to give some love to uh, to quickly. I like it. Like him on that Knicks team. The Knicks got a really great player in the draft in him. And uh, so if if it wasn't for Lamelo Ball, he'd be my second favorite rookie to watch. You know, I, I like quickly a lot. He's a lot of fun off the bench. He doesn't start enough to be in the in the contention, and that's why Halliburton and Edwards are are up there. Uh, and to their credit, they deserve it. They do deserve it. They do deserve it. Please don't no shots at anybody here. But I think quickly deserves some love as well. And I'm glad he's get, he's able to do stuff <laughs> in a packed Madison Square Garden, right? Like those scenes against the Hawks. That's that Knicks Hawks series is gonna be a lot of fun. A lot, a lot of fun to watch. It is a lot of fun to watch. But just to put a bow on LaMelo here, he really helped re-energize his franchise. And not to say that Edwards didn't, just not to the same level. People are talking about the Hornets in a much different way this year. Not only because of LaMelo, Hayward, Terry, Bridges, Eric Collins, a lot of good things to talk about, about the Hornets this year from an individual point of view. But LaMelo is firmly involved in all those successes to a certain degree. To a certain degree. If they don't win, it'll be a revenge season for the Hornets. You know, and there's something to be said about that, too. You know, as you're like writing the story of LaMelo Ball getting snubbed from the Rookie of the Year uh, award would be a great like origin story for the LaMelo Ball superstar career. Like looking back to this summer, having the injury Taken like taking away the award from him and then using that as fuel. Not that he needs any more motivation. I'm sure he's going to try and attempt to get better this summer, no matter what, whether he wins or loses or whatever. But there's something to be said about that. That could be interesting. That could be interesting. DeRozan Holmes from Get Wrecked. Uh, DeRozan would be nice. He'd be. I just don't know if the Hornets can can bring up bring in anybody of that level because of the salary. Requirements. I swear we're gonna have to be in the in the sign of trade market, um, or hope to get lucky in the lottery. Because you know, 
just going back to a cup check. This was all last week. If you haven't watched the cup check stuff, please do. It's in two parts. I think 40 minutes altogether. It's really interesting. Hornets have two second round picks. Uh, abstract. So I think they have three. Uh, this three picks in the top 50, something like that. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but they have a lot of, a lot of, uh, a lot of picks, you know, by comparison, by normal standards. And it's going to be quiet. It should be quiet, according to Cupcheck, until the lottery. Only 11 teams can make trades right now because they're out of the playoffs. And then no one's going to want to do anything until the lottery happens. So I expect and hope, using Cupcheck's words, that the Hornets get really active in the trade market. And active can be a lot of things. Active can be active can mean texting. Other GMs, it could be calling other GMs. It could be making literal trades. Somewhere in that spectrum, something can happen. But I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful. So salute to Brego. He got his 100th win as a coach this year. He's gotten a lot of positive attention from the national media this year. Well-deserved. He's on an upward trajectory as long, like along in parallel with this franchise currently. And I'm excited that, you know, the, 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 the front office is rewarding him, you know, by, you know, showing the, their faith in him to a certain degree by picking up his option and having him return next year. Cause they could have easily took all this negativity and bend him off and bring in a new coach and start from scratch in a, in a certain way. And they're not, they're not, they're holding off on that. I like it. I like that a lot. I'm a big fan of that because you're going to go to a new coach and be like, Hey man, I imagine being the new coach coming into that situation, that negative, that negative situation. And like in the back of your head, like, wait, are they can do the same thing to me just because my guys got hurt and we fell in the standings. Like it, it sends, I think it sends the proper message making that, um, picking up his option now and riding with him, riding with him into the off season and into the next, into next season. People are going to want to play in Charlotte. Exactly. 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 The, the last year it took a lot of money. Obviously, well-deserved, I think. You know, get your money. I'm never going to fault that for Hayward uh, to come here. Hayward himself said this summer he's more than happy to do some recruiting. Terry talked about how happy he is in Charlotte. You know, there's a people want to be here. People want to stay here and people want to come here. That's a, that's a, that's a real positive. The issue is got to work out of the cap situation. I'm still paying Nick Batum a little bit of money. <laughs> so that's not great. But it's not my job to figure out for the best, for the most part. Um, so hopefully we'll get some more news. Uh, Hornets news the rest of the way about um, offseason plans, option plans. And uh, hopefully next time I talk to you guys, we'll have some rookie of the year news. Because I have no, I genuinely have no clue when they're going to announce rookie of the year. <laughs> I haven't seen it anywhere online. Not even like, I don't even know if it's this week, if it's going to be next week, week. I don't have no clue. I like if this is going to get them out of the way. Because I really like the idea of doing the awards now because it gets rid of that weird like what Giannis went through has gone through winning the MVP being eliminated from the playoffs like that that's such a that's such an L (laughs) that's such an L such an L so get it while things are still good while these guys are still playing if they're still playing but hey I'm here for it I stay here for it we're here all season all year long now I I gotta stop saying all season long because the season's over, sadly. Feels bad. Feels real bad. But the playoffs are here. Playoffs are really fun. 
really, really fun to watch. But thank you all so much for listening. Thank you for much, so much for watching. I'll be back next week at some point, probably either Tuesday or Wednesday next week. So stay tuned for that. Thank you to Bet Online for presenting the podcast. You've listened to the to the uh, Believe in Hornets podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. Like, subscribe, leave us a rating on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you can, wherever you're listening, wherever you're watching. And uh, we'll talk to you next time. Stay safe out there. Peace. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.